Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, whether it's live or or listening to the archive show. I'm very, very happy to be on and to share with you the Higher Self information and my experience with it. Anyway, we're all in the same boat. We all have issues. We all have problems. We all have things that we are not happy with. We're not satisfied. We're hurting or whatever it is. And the... Excuse me. <laughs> the The point is that we're all here to help one another, and I'm excited about having this show. Anyway, this show and, of course, all my future shows and all the past shows will be, are and will be posted on my website, JanetRichmond.com. And so in case you miss a show or you want to do the healing portion again or maybe you want to share it with a friend, you can either listen right on your computer or download it into an MP3 player, and they are posted on my website every week. Um, so I really encourage you to go on the website. They're free. You don't have to pay, of course. And if you can call in to bring to me any kind of pattern or issue or discord or problem in your life, I would be thrilled to try to give you a jump start with it. And the number here is 646 646- Six six eight eight five six five. Of course, this is during the work time for most of the <laughs> most of the people in the United States. However, you aren't limited to calling in live. You can also email me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com. It's pretty pretty easy, I think. Janet at JanetRichmond.com. I did have someone email me last week, which I'm going to be doing that healing today, and I'm really excited because you guys, it's sort of a perfect, a, a, a perfect issue for all of us. It has to do with financial lack, okay? So whom among us have not experienced that at least part of our lives, if not the whole time? So, <clears throat> excuse me, I will be getting to that in a bit. Um, and so I encourage anyone to call in or again to email me and Why, if I'm working on someone else, does it help you? Well, I'm going to explain it a little bit before I get to the request from the person who emailed me. His name is Kevin. Anyway, I will get to that in a minute. But but when I do the healings, I want every listener to understand that they can do, that all of you can do the healings on yourself at the same time. Even though I am addressing one person's issues, we share so much commonality with our patterns. They, they're all different. We're all snowflakes, but we have enough commonality so that when I'm working on, say, an I don't deserve pattern for someone who is having a problem with financial lack, maybe there's an I don't deserve pattern, don't you think there are times in our eons of lifetimes, because we've had tens of thousands of, and, and hundreds of thousands of lifetimes, don't you think maybe once or twice at least we felt that? And, of course, whatever we felt, whatever we believed, whatever 
we heaped upon ourselves, we took forward with us lifetime after lifetime, and we've accumulated it over lifetimes. So what we need to do is we need to go in and neutralize them. So maybe your do not deserve pattern is not as intense, not as big an issue for you as it might be for someone else, but that's okay. You can release it anyway because you got it somewhere. We all have it somewhere. So that's the point, and I'll explain a little bit more of this when we get there. In any case, the number again is 646-668-8565. And I see I do have a caller who has a question, but I'm just going to request that the caller hold for a bit so that I can um, address the a few more things, and then I will get to the caller as well. Okay. Now, what I'm doing here, I, I try to do for all of you. I've been very fortunate to come across and, and bring into my life pattern this higher self material, which absolutely changed my life 180 degrees at least four or five times in the many years I've been using it. it and it just continues to help me unfold. And I've watched it help so many other people. It's powerful, it's amazing, and guess what? Anybody and everybody can do it. So I try to get out there in a lot of ways, and that's why I have meetup groups, I write books, I do the radio, I have private sessions. I just really try to reach out because it's important to get this out. Um, You know, it's that pay it forward kind of thing. I really, really appreciate that I had the opportunity to learn this, and uh, it's just helped me so much. So anyway... Now, last week, I took some extra time to explain a soul scramble. And it's on the first, during the first 20, 25 minutes of that program, so I encourage anybody who hasn't heard it, that a new listener, to go back and listen to that. And it, the, it was dated the 4-16-14. So if you're listening to the show, you know, six months from now, you need the date. It was four sixteen fourteen. <clears throat> That's the date that I explained the soul scramble. And this is important. It sort of explains itself. It's just like a complete confusion at the soul level. But that confusion has been basically running our patterns. And the confusion is built up from this accumulation that I mentioned over many lifetimes, accumulation of misunderstandings, misconceptions, misinterpretations of what happened to us as we're going through our lives in these various many different reincarnations. So, you know, just as psychologists study our behavior as adults or help us understand our behavior as adults based on what we what happened to us in in childhood, the soul scramble is really trying to understand why the pattern you have now is there. And, And to discover it, it is more than just the current life. The current life is... It's definitely an important part because this is where you start. You always start with a current life. We don't remember what happened to us in the other lives. I mean, maybe even people who have gone to past life readers may have had one or ten or even 20 past lives brought to their attention in some way. But we've had thousands and tens and hundreds of thousands of lifetimes. It's so huge. We can't possibly sit and explore all of that. 
So what we do is we start where we are, and I've been fortunate because the higher self has helped me take a look at the soul scramble. What is part of what's running it? What is making it um, move through our lives? Why are we manifesting whatever the issues are that we're unhappy with? And last week I gave the analogy, and I'm just going to be brief about it, but I want you to understand this that the soul scrambles are almost like being on a mouse wheel or a rat wheel of repetition. And each of the understand, misunderstandings, each of the misconceptions, each of the emotional drama and trauma blueprints, as, as the higher self call them, are rungs on that wheel. And just like a mouse needs those rungs to keep the wheel turning, we use those rungs They're like triggers that keep the pattern revolving and recurring over and over again in our life. And it's not just this life. If you have a major pattern in this life you're unhappy with, you've brought it in from a prior life. And you've set up conditions to reactivate the pattern in this life so that you can pay attention, so that you can seek and search and try to figure out how to heal. And the good news is there's a lot of modalities out there. There's a lot of information to help people heal. And those of you who have tuned in to me, maybe my information from the higher self uh, is something that you'll resonate with, that you'll feel good about, and that it certainly has the ability to heal 100%. And hopefully... uh, you will take it in, listen. There's no, not a matter of belief here. We stand between belief and disbelief, and we just simply allow the information, allow the words, allow the energies to move because every time we make a belief, every time we make a judgment, every time we, we think to ourselves, eh, you know, <laughs> nah, I don't think that's... Every time we do that, we set a cap. We set a limit. It's a limit. And that's as far as the concepts that we can take in can grow to or can evolve to or can expand to. So whether it's what you're hearing from me or from anything else, it's important to be discerning, but, just to, but also to first just allow it in without making the constant and chronic judgments that we're so used to doing. I mean, really, aren't we? It's sort of part of what, you know, what, what we do. We, we read a book, we read an article, and we, we think, oh, well, some of it is interesting, or this, this makes sense, but the rest just doesn't feel right. And that's what we do. We, we make judgments. We are discerning so much in our life. We don't just sit there because someone is telling us necessarily believe it all. We take what's right for us. And that's what I recommend here. I recommend when you're listening to the higher self information, you do the same thing. Stand between belief and disbelief. Allow it, you know, hear it out. Feel the energies or whatever we're we're doing at the moment. And then move with what feels right to you. Anyway, to get back to the rungs on the wheel, all those misunderstandings build up the rungs on the wheel of our pattern. And they just keep repeating and interacting and keep the pattern moving and revolving. So what we do, what I do, is try to figure out what are some of those rungs. What have we brought forward from the soul level? Where are the misunderstandings? Where is the emotional where are the emotional issues? Where are the blueprints? What is going on at the soul level? And it's the higher self because 
you and I or anybody could sit down and talk for the rest of our lives and we may never ever get to it because they happened so long ago. And so what we do is we find those rungs and while I'm digging, while I'm (laughs) helping that person or people figure out what the rungs are, doing a soul scan, so to speak, a type of a soul scan, the person will be releasing whatever those issues are, whatever those misunderstandings are, and neutralizing them. The neutralizing is the key. Understanding what's behind it helps orient and focus what are we going to release to neutralize. Let's get rid of it. Last week, I think I used the, the issue shame. Let's get rid of that shame. Let's release it into our light. And if you haven't been with me before, please, you'll understand it all when I do the healing. Um, but we want to neutralize those rungs. If we took an, an actual mouse wheel, we took some rungs out, wouldn't the wheel kind of slow down because the mouse wouldn't be able to just keep going without stopping it? You know, when when a rung is missing, it would slow down as it tried to get to the next rung, and then it would be uneven. And the more rungs that we could take out of that mouse wheel, pretty soon the mouse wouldn't be able to really turn it, and it would just walk away. And that's basically what we're doing when we neutralize the rungs on, that are perpetuating are patterns. So now the speed of disabling this pattern, this rat wheel for ourselves, the manner in how we do it, all of those things are very definitely individually um, determined. I can't say for any one person exactly how it's going to go, but every listener can benefit from these healings because guess what? We all have similar rungs. We have different degrees of them, different misunderstandings around them, different experiences that brought them in, and maybe our pattern where those rungs don't have anything to do with the actual pattern that I'm working on. So today I'm working on financial lack. Well, if you happen to be someone that has no problem with financial lack, you have all the material resources you need, great, more power to you. But it doesn't mean there isn't another area in your life where one of those or many of those rungs doesn't affect. That's the great thing about this work. So when we're working on, say, shame, Shame may be very much a pattern for someone's financial lack. You may not have financial lack, but I can guarantee you've got shame in there somewhere that's affecting you maybe in your intimate relationships or maybe it's affecting you in developing your own creativity. We don't know, I don't know what is um, important for each individual, but if you should... If you should be moving with a healing and suddenly an issue comes up and you can't relate to it all, you can go ahead because it could be so minor in your life that you don't remember it from the past lives, but go ahead and release it. Go ahead and neutralize it. Go ahead. And if for some reason you don't have it anywhere, nothing is going to happen. It can't hurt, you see. It can't hurt to go ahead even if you can't relate to it. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to harm you. If there's nothing there to neutralize, nothing happens. Then you just move on to the next pattern. So that's why it's really great to follow along these healings and release and neutralize everything into your light 
allow the divine energies to do their work. I also do empowering with the positive energies, as most of you know who are familiar with my work. I don't talk about that a lot because the neutralizing is such a big missing piece that it is, I tend to focus on it more, but you really always address both sides of the coin. Anyway, uh, as we unscramble or undo these scrambles, guys, we're freeing ourselves from blinders of the of false beliefs. We increase the, the frequency of our own conscious awareness. We also, because our journeys involve lifetimes, we have many soul scrambles. We don't have one or two. We have many, many. I've uncovered so many in my life. And they often work together, too. They often are tied, almost like a cog, where you have one wheel going, and that's attached to some cog that's also spinning another wheel. And they interact. It's as if the rungs are like deep roots of weeds that you might pick one weed out and you've cleared one area in the garden of weeds, but those roots have dug down and they're appearing in other parts of the the lawn or the garden. And so that's what we do. We have everything is interrelated, inter, so complex, but we don't have to fully understand the complexity. We only start where we're going to start. I've been fortunate in that I'm able to tune in to some of the complexity uh, at the soul level for individuals, the higher selves, lead me that way. However, for many, many years, I've uncovered so much of my, my own patterns. I've neutralized so much of my stuff that I know, personally, you don't have to know. You don't have to know all of what's underneath. Sometimes the insight gives you that jump start. It gives you um, help, and that's why I'm do it on the radio. I want to give people a jump start. I want them to understand instead of berating yourself, instead of criticizing yourself, instead of judging yourself or others, let's understand a little more. Let's see really what's going on. And that understanding really expands what we do and where we go and how we unfold. It doesn't neutralize. We have to also do that we also have to neutralize, but boy, the understanding can be a motivator. Oh my gosh, I had no idea all of this was going on for me or for whatever person I'm working on the radio. And then you said, well, you know, it reminds me of the time um, many years ago when I was in Joan Culpepper's group learning all this information. One day this woman, she's she, uh, somebody who was part of the group came, and I didn't know her hardly at all at that point, and she said, well, today that she would lead the group instead of Joan, and she said, I came to lead the group because I'm came, I came to tell you my story. And she then said, I want you to know that I only have brain cancer. Well, all of us were in shock I didn't know her that well. I didn't know she had brain cancer. But when she said, I only have brain cancer, it just grabbed us completely. And we are listening with just hanging on her every word. And she explained through a series of healings that she had done how she uncovered some of these deep patterns. And 
why she'd had so much illness in her life. And in fact, the story is so fascinating. I have it in my second book, which is not out yet. But in any case, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, I don't want to wait till I have brain cancer to uncover and neutralize these patterns. She didn't have a clue that she was carrying those patterns. I didn't have a clue at that time what I what patterns I could have, but boy, I was able to imagine. I was able to think, wow, well, maybe I have some illness patterns. Maybe I have these. Maybe I have those. And I just kept working. And we all read plenty of books. We see movies. We listen to songs. We see, you know, we hear the words. Whatever speaks to you, that's that's where I began, and that's where everybody else can begin. Anyway, now, again, this isn't a magic bullet. The healings to that I do is an eye-opener, hopefully, is a way for all of us to have that moment where you say, gee, I don't want to wait till I get to that point before I begin to work on myself and neutralize. Or I'm lucky my pattern isn't great, but I'm not suffering like other people. Let's get started. Let's not have it be worse. And it can get worse, guys, because unfortunately these patterns are how the soul talks to us. The patterns are how the soul is saying, I'm hurting. I need this the, this scramble, this unhappiness to be healed. I need balance. I, whatever it is, I need something different. And that's how the soul talks to us and says, let's get going on it. Because that's really, we don't remember what we decide before we were born, what we want to heal, because that's what we do for the most part is we choose situations and conditions in our life that we want to heal so we because we know we're not going to remember so we choose situations and conditions that are going to activate the patterns that we want to heal that's how we talk to ourselves from the soul level to the mind level once we're born we're in the mind of the current life we don't remember the what the soul had decided what we had wanted to heal here so what do we do? We bring in these situations and conditions, and it's rife on this planet because it's such a good time to do a healing. And that's what we do. It's our way to have the soul talk to us. Sometimes it screams to us. Sometimes it screams bloody murder. Sometimes it gives us an opportunity step by step, and then the pattern gets more intense perhaps because we're not listening. We're not paying attention so that's often the way the soul has to up the ante, to say hello and to shake us, you know, wake up. <laughs> this, you're not a victim here. You've chosen it because you at the soul level want to heal it. And so that's what we do. Anyway, so what I'm doing today is, or for the healings that I do, is to kind of help you guys understand a little bit more how we all tick and to understand that it isn't a matter of criticism. It's not a matter of judging. It's not a matter of our flaws. It's a matter of misunderstanding and misconception, misinterpretation, building these rungs of the wheel. And we want to go in and neutralize whatever we can figure out about them. All right. Now, I will. I want to talk to before I get to Kevin. I want to just briefly see who the caller is and maybe uh, what the question is. And uh, but the caller will have to come second because I 
did get the request from Kevin first to work on financial lack. But caller ending in 1111, I'm activating your mic. Hello? Who's this? Yes. Yes, hi, Janet. This is Ursula. It's who? It's Ursula. Ursula. Oh, Ursula. Hi, Ursula. <laughs> the Ursula from my meetup group? That's right, from your group. Yes, yes. Finally, I made oh, it to your show. Oh, how are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I right. hope you don't... Do you have time to... Because I do sure. have two hours. I could work on you first. No, uh, that's fine. I just put the phone on the side and listen listen via Block Talk Radio. That's fine. And then okay. I'm, when, when you're ready, then you just let me know. <laughs> I hear it then anyway. Okay, absolutely. I will do that. And thank you for waiting. I just want to get to Kevin because I'm not sure if he's listening live or not. He did tell me that he's been listening to my show for about two years off and on. So I think he's listening to the archive show. So maybe he's not listening live. But in any case, I told him I would do him first. <laughs> okay, that's so. all right. Okay. okay, I'm looking forward to, to listening to financial abundance as well or lack of it. No, that's good. Yes, I know. Yeah. Isn't it a great topic? I just about cheered when I got his email. I thought, yay, my <laughs> listeners are going to love this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good topic. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, terrific, Ursula. I will put you back on mute, and I'm going to get back started on on Kevin. Yep. Thank Thank you. you. Back to you uh, in a bit. All right. Okay. So here's what Kevin wrote. He just said that he'd been listening to my shows for about two years, and he has experienced some changes, but one of the biggest problems he's run into is this financial lack, and it's, he said he's presently unemployed, but he just knows that there's things that he's believing or feeling or caring that are feeding into this financial lack situation, and so he was really hoping that, and he'd be grateful for healing. Well, I wrote him right back, as, as I mentioned, saying, whoa. This is a perfect, perfect uh, pattern because so many of us, so many people on the planet are feeling issues of financial lack. Now, one of the things, and I've talked about it in one of my old shows, it's also in my first book, but I want to explain briefly why we see so many problems with financial lack on this planet. And the higher selves explain that planets because there are millions and millions and millions and billions over the eons of time of planets and maybe billions to the in, in, the infinite power, I'm not sure. But in any case, there are so many planets and different planets carry different energies to help the souls that are evolving upon that planet. So they explain that Earth is carrying the energy, the divine energy of material balance and that all the souls that incarnate here, all of them have issues with material balance. If we didn't have issues with it, we'd be on another planet with another type of energy field. So that's why we see so many problems with material balance on the planet. Now, I want to explain that it's it's more than money 
By material balance, basically what we're talking about is materializing. Materializing from the abstract to the concrete. So any lack that we have in our lives is something we have not materialized the balance or the abundance of. So any lack. So it could be the we're here to materialize better relationships. We're here to materialize our gifts and talents, our creativity. We're here to materialize a balance between the material and the spiritual. So it, but it often plays out, this materializing issue plays out through the financial because money is what? It's a symbol and it's present everywhere. It's, it's universal. So it's often an area where we do manifest the, our own issues with materializing from the abstract to the concrete. So this energy is not just saying, oh, well, it's here to help everyone make money. It's not like that. It's here to help everyone learn to materialize the, what their joys, what fulfills them, the balanced relationships, their spiritual and material balance. It's here to for every aspect, but it does often play out through the financial arena. Now, even those who have no problem with money, who are very wealthy, they may not, they're not playing it out through finances, but they may have an issue where their spirituality is out of balance, where I'm not saying that they do. It may have nothing to do with that, but I'm just saying there's a possibility that their focus on the material world is so intense that they have neglected the spiritual in their life. Or that could be balanced, but guess what? They're not materializing their own unique creativity or their gifts and talents. They're involved in perhaps, I'm making this up, the corporate world. They give back. They have created, um, you know, they're very wealthy. They've created some sort of foundation. They've done all of that. But in this mix, they haven't spent the time developing themselves and what they carry, their own abilities. Or maybe their relationships are not materialized in a balanced, supportive intimate manner. So it plays out for everyone in their own unique way, but everyone has an issue. So we don't we so so in any case, the we're all here to bring in the balance of manifestation and the the higher selves explain that the sort of the the catchword for the planet Earth is I have. And so we want to activate the I have in our lives. Of course, because it's divine energy, it's not about having power where we can manipulate and control. It's not about having uh, disease. It's about having at the highest level, at the in our highest ideal, in the highest ideal uh, of unfoldment and in our life pattern. So we want to have the joy, the fulfillment, the having to, we want to have the development of all of our gifts and talents, the balance in all the areas of our lives. So anyway, this explains a lot because it's the planet, because we've made some choice at the soul level to be here, guys, and so 
there's no reason to berate yourself. There's no reason to beat ourselves up. Oh, you know, I can never see him. I take two steps forward and it's always one step back, or I get two steps forward and three steps back. It just is no reason to judge ourselves. It's just an opportunity to say, okay, what are we carrying at that energetic level? What are the beliefs that are involved here? And they're limited, false beliefs. What are the issues, the emotional issues that are involved here? Let's start digging. So that's what I want to do for Kevin, and I'm just going to begin now to do the healing. Keep in mind, that again, that it is a two-hour show, so and, and I don't have any kind of break between the two hours. I just keep going until the, until the show feels over to me. Um, so it might go an hour and a half, it may go an hour and five minutes, or it may go the whole two hours. It, it doesn't matter, but at least I have the option to do two healings, which I'm always love. And again, thank Ursula for being willing to wait. So I want everyone keeping in mind that we all share commonality with these rungs. We all have very, so many, many experiences that we all have, even though the experiences will be different, the emotional impact would could be similar. The beliefs could be similar. So, and I don't get into the kind of detail that's so picky that it can't relate to everybody. So I want all the listeners present and future ones, the ones that are going to be listening to the archive shows, I want you to please, whenever you're listening, and it, just to get comfortable, and I want everyone to take a deep breath. Whew. I tend to rap, sort of rattle on, and I'm... I hope everybody follows me okay. But these feel like important issues to explain, and if there is some repetition, because I know I do repeat, review never hurts when it comes to this stuff, and you'll pick up a new piece of information each time, even if you've heard it before. And I want to now move fully into the healing and... I'm asking that we all take a deep breath and we all make ourselves comfortable. It perhaps is best to close your eyes because you can focus more intently with the eyes closed and we're not distracted. There are noises in the background for where I am, so if there are noises here or where you are that you are aware of, just move it out, be aware of them, but listen to my voice and focus on what I'm saying and follow along and allow yourself to move into the healing state, the state of amalgamation. Begin by focusing first on the physical body. It is a technique simply to draw the focus in, to focus on that physical body, the position of your arms and legs, your hands and feet, noticing the contact points between the body and the floor or the couch or the chair or the bed and noticing exactly where you are and realizing that by focusing right now on where you are, we are opening up what could be called a now moment. It's a very simple technique that holds the voice focused, holds the mind focused, and it is that focus of attention that activates the turn-on switch for the now moment. It activates the turn-on switch for the bringing in and utilization of the divine energies. 
And the first energy that we are going to activate by focusing on it is the pure soul essence light that we all carry. This is the, the part of us that is from the originating source of all there is. We all carry it. It is all that originating source was, is, and is becoming on a moment-to-moment basis. You can visualize it in any way you like, but I tend to go for the sun analogy or symbol. The sun is so powerful in our lives and lives 24-7, and it is that kind of power that we are accessing and turning on by our focus. We are allowing that sunlight, that divine light, to move in through and around the free will nature that we are living in. Divine will cannot trespass, and it doesn't come in automatically to fix us, heal us, do for us. We focus on it, and by doing so, we are inviting it in. We are allowing it in. And in this way, we can expand that symbolic sunlight from its potential help to having it expand in through and around the totality of who we are at the being level through the physical and the etheric levels, moving from potential to very real help. We are materializing. We are materializing that potential into the very real help that this divine energy can bring us. And the sunlight for all of us, and I see this beautiful picture, it's symbolic, of course, of many suns, many, many symbolic suns, many people from the present now and the higher selves also are bringing to me the picture of the future nows. And just as I'm looking, I see all these suns turning on. It's very exciting, very powerful, because it's as if there are many suns, hundreds and thousands of suns. It's hard for me to tell the number because the suns are so bright and so brilliant, it's hard to even distinguish the individual suns. And so I'm seeing this beautiful array of light. We are all our suns, all our pure soul essences are touching and joining us in one accord and connecting us into this beautiful array of light around the planet. And what I am seeing is Kevin. Kevin is moving symbolically forward, and I'm seeing Kevin in his light. The higher selves are here. They are... um, leading me to now bring in the total of the conglomerate higher self energy. So I'm amalgamating the totality of all of us with the conglomerate energy of higher selves, Kevin's higher selves, my higher selves. Both of us are being amalgamated with both. And all of the listeners, present and future, are also being amalgamated with this incredible with their higher selves and so the energy here the help here is fabulous it's so bright wow and i'm also at this point in time going to call in and ask that we all become one with and amalgamate with the originating source of all there is we are all connected 24-7. We all have this pure soul essence. But again, we are inviting in the 
infinite resources to, from the originating source to move in through and around this and move this healing to the very highest level we can do at this moment in time. It is added a another whole level of intensity to the healing. It is very beautiful, and already I can just feel the pulsing of this power. And I think one of the reasons is that we are working on financial lack. We are working on the material balance today that is so essential for so many souls upon the planet. And so there is a lot of help here that is, of course, focused on Kevin. But again, I'm reminding everyone that this can help all souls that are here, for, the, for we all have an issue of materialization in some way since we are on this planet. Okay, now I'm focused on Kevin, and it's almost as if Kevin is kind of in a state of stun because the the energy here is so powerful. He's almost struggling to uh, to focus on on the connection that we have. Of course, it's at a distance, so he's not present. He's not here. He's not hearing me at this moment in time. At least I don't think so. And I'm pretty sure he's not. So. I'm he's I'm, I'm he's here at the soul level and the soul is just very it's it's just like absorbing the energy is feeling good but I'm already feeling some pain I've been feeling it since we started really this pain in the chest area and it's a this is this okay um just give me a moment here because I want to see if I can really get grasp this pain, but it's something he's lived with for a long time. There's a very deep pain here. There is a very deep feeling that he he doesn't deserve, that he's just not good enough to manifest good in his life, that he feels almost... There's so much here, but I'm just starting with this first thread. He's just feeling this pain of he's not worthy. There is no worth here. There is no feeling of deservability to have good in his life. There is this tremendous judgment of him as a person. And it may not be carried totally at the conscious level, because we don't always carry that, but there is a part of him that's very intensely feeling lack of self-worth, lack of self-esteem, lack of value, just like there's no semblance of anything about him that, that, that feels that he can bring good in his life. And I really feel that he has more than just financial lack in his life. I feel that this this big rung here, this big belief system that he's carrying is playing into other patterns in his life. I can't say yet at the moment, but I definitely feel that this worthlessness issue is a one that's good for all of us to work on. We all carry it in some degree, and it does affect us and, and plays out in many different ways, many different patterns in our lives, some in bigger ways than others. But I want everyone to really, and, as long, and Kevin, and Kevin is, 
it's almost like he's laying back and opening up the heart and just allowing it to pour out. There is so much grief here and sorrow, and it's almost like this belief that he's never going to see the light of day. There's so much darkness and despair here. Um, It goes deeper than he doesn't deserve good. It's almost there's self-punishment here. It's if he has to find a way to make himself even more miserable because he's not... He's not only doesn't deserve good, he deserves punishment. So Kevin is is opening up his heart. I just feel this incredible openness. It's this vulnerability. If he is listening, it could be that he 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 sensed this the depth of it and he didn't want to even be present to hear it in live. Um, but in any case, he is trusting. He is allowing this this part of himself that feels so worthless that he needs to even he needs to even punish himself and i'm feeling this this belief system that he's has to punish himself he has to uh sacrifice himself he has to bring in misery because that's what he deserves that's I think you get the picture. He just is going, it's more than he doesn't deserve good. It's more than he, that he also deserves the bad in his life. He also deserves um, to have a really hard time. He deserves to suffer. There's this, 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 this belief that he has to suffer in order to feel any worth at all. This, he has to sacrifice himself and, and all the good in order to feel any worth at all. And it's just, oh, I'm just feeling and sensing this, this tremendous sadness and this tremendous hook he's just carrying and, and playing out in so many lives. It's become so entrenched. But he's finally letting some of this go, but it's so deep. I just feel it pouring out. It's almost like the well is so deep, this, this despairing and this, this belief that he's almost like, um, I want to say lost or he's never going to, Progress. He's never going to learn. He's never going to atone or make up for that. He is so awful, so lost that he just there's no way he's feeling. So I'm just seeing all of that, and I want everyone, please, to release any feelings like that that you may carry, even if you can't relate to it. That you're a soul lost. There's nothing redeemable. There is nothing of value. There is no hope here. There is so much hopelessness, so much helplessness. And I'm not being given right now yet at this point exactly what the lifetime or lifetimes have looked like because I'm feeling like there's a... They've been initiating, what I'm getting is they've been initiating lives where these kind of beliefs were taken on. And what we do is we tend to take on these beliefs based on the people around us. So if our parents, for example, call us losers and failures and criticize us constantly, there are parents 
we're, as the young children we take on, we start to believe what they say. So, or the society around us can say can do that too. If we are in a system, say, where um, we're in some situation where the dominant part of the society doesn't allow the subservient part of the society to do anything but but cater to their needs or there's a very limited belief system as to how they can play out their lives, if we try to move out of that restricted or rigid uh, boxes and cages that have been set up from the society, we could be killed off, we could be exiled, we could be called a heretic, we could be imprisoned, we could be scorned and uh, turned away from, we could be hexed or whatever. So we carry it from both loved ones' criticisms and society's rules and restrictions, and so it can it becomes codified within our own belief systems, and that's what I feel, that, that he's received these kind of uh, very difficult judgments, very intense criticisms, and has been punished for feeling or believing or thinking any differently or acting any differently, and he's just taken on this, this almost this what I would call solidified truth. This is so deep for for you, Kevin, that it's no wonder you have just been bound and determined to work on it in this life. And the the lack of a job is a big part of it because it certainly plays into the financial, the lack of financial uh, security and the financial good. And I want you to also, I want to address that because first what came up was that big, huge pattern because it was like screaming at me, let's go, but I, let's release this, and you're still releasing it. You're still almost in a state of stun here. You've just got this big open area from the heart and the, the stomach. It's both areas are sort of releasing like gushers out of a well, this dark stuff into your light, it's being completely neutralized as it goes and absorbed into your light, but there, it just feels almost endless. And some of what's coming out almost feels putrid, almost like it's been in there for so long it started to putrefy. I don't know if that's a word, but it started to become rancid and uh, gangrenous feeling almost. It's just very deep and I've seen this in stuff that I've released too. It is stuff we've hold, held on to for so long. That's the symbol that I tend to get and that's kind of what I feel coming out of you. But I also want to begin to release specifically financial lack and I want to see if we can move and discover some of the the, the the issues tied to financial lack in addition to this big one because this is big and I don't know that there is anything. Okay, there is a misunderstanding here which is common. I see it a lot. I've held it myself where we believe at some inner level and it comes from many, many spiritual environments present even on this time in the planet, but also in other 
many, many other spiritual environments on this planet in the past and on other planets where there's a belief that somehow we can't be good people, we can't be spiritual if we have material comfort. There is this idealism of the Mother Teresa's of the world or, you know, that somehow that if we have any comforts that we are... Uh, we are succumbing to the lure of the material world and the assumptions that we make along those lines that if we have the material comfort, we're either greedy or we're being distracted from uh, our true purpose or from, and somehow it doesn't make us good people. And there is a lot of that belief system, which is very common, and I'm, I'm and I'm seeing you starting to release it. There is, I'm seeing stuff coming out of the top of your head now. There's even stuff coming out of the brow area. Um, there is, there is just this stuff releasing everywhere. Also, I feel it coming out of the root chakra, the root area, the 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 release of. Pattern is just, it's, it's almost like opened up a lot of the, the chakras and you're just letting go of so many of these belief systems that somehow you can't be a good person. We often have, there's so many uh, concepts about wealth that we've all heard that wealthy people are manipulative or they're controlling or they're uncaring or they are greedy or they are... Um, in some way unspiritual and all of those belief systems we we all have taken in on some level not only in this life but in other lives and i want everyone to release and kevin is doing a great job he's releasing it and the the oh okay there's more coming up here too i'm seeing here now this pattern of there's also a pattern of waiting waiting for the material good to come from some source. And the source would be different in different situations and conditions, but it is this giving up of the, because of the belief systems which we all carry, the, the, the giving up of the, the idea that we can that we're our own directing identity and that we can change our own pattern. So we wait for, for example, the economy to get better. We wait for, you know, uh, the job offer to come through. Or if we're in a job, we wait for the boss to give us a raise or to give us the promotion. Or we wait for the better job to open up. Or we wait, we wait, we wait. And we... This waiting pattern gives the is a way that we give up our, our ability to direct our own lives, our ability and our because we don't understand. That's why we do that. We we don't understand that when the economy is really terrible and 20% of the people working in the economy are have lost their jobs. We just assume that that's why we don't have a job. It's the economy. We just don't have the concept that it's what we carry that is the reason we don't have the job. It's the belief system that that we carry that it, that the job, you know, symbolically in this case, 
but real for Kevin. It's the job that is the the economy is going to fix for us. So we give up our own ability to direct our lives. And this has been true for the majority of our lives, the majority of our lives, that we're waiting for the externals to fix something for us. And Kevin has this, and we so often we have this. But I'm here to tell you guys that we are the directing identities. And if you look at the economy, 20% maybe lost their jobs, but guess what? 80% still have their jobs. 80% are still working. So if it was the economy that was at fault, the economy would mean, that would mean everyone 100% would lose their jobs. And that doesn't happen because the economy is a trigger and for those people who are, have a deep patterns and have a complexities and whatever they're carrying, that trigger creates, triggers off for the individuals and they lose their jobs. But it's because of what the individuals carry. So what we want to do is we want to neutralize those things. So I want everyone to neutralize the waiting pattern. I want everyone to neutralize, and Kevin especially, the idea that something external is going to fix it for him. He has been, and I'm so thrilled, he has been listening to the shows. He has been neutralizing. So Kevin is one that is going to understand this, the power of this process, and I'm encouraging all of you to take it on, that we have to neutralize that powerlessness, that concept of waiting for the externals to fix it in some way. We understand why we have it. It's so understandable. We're born as young children. We can't do anything. We can't do anything for ourselves. So it's the externals, our parents, our families that, that feed us and clothe us and bathe us and take care of us. And that concept moves through the life pattern. And so it's no wonder every life we've had that. It's no wonder we wait for externals. It's become conditioned response. But I am saying now that we are adults, now that we can, be, we can become aware that we have the energetics and these beliefs that we can neutralize. And I'm seeing Kevin, he's... It's interesting now. It's almost like he's sitting up. Kevin, I see you sitting up. You're still releasing, but there's some major shift here that's gone on. There's some awakening that I see. There's the because these belief systems that we carry, these this conditioning acts like blinders. It acts like clouds in front of our eyes. It keeps us, you know, when we it keeps us in a fog and when we're in a fog, guess what? We don't get in the car and speed around and lead our lives. We just kind of wait till the fog clears, don't we? Because we can't move. We can't get in the car. We can't see two feet in front of us. It's too dangerous. We don't know what's out there. And what I'm seeing for you, Kevin, is I'm seeing the fog begin to clear away. It's as if you're sitting up symbolically and you can see clearly for the first time, maybe not as clearly as you're going to see next week, next month, as you continue to clear more and more of the belief systems, but you are doing a fabulous job. You are 
beginning to become aware, beginning to pay attention, beginning to be able to get some insight. And I'm going to call in some energies to help you with this. First, I want to call in divine understanding and divine insight, divine clarity of vision and expanded perception. This is a great energy, guys. Clarity of vision and expanded perception. It is a divine energy that helps us, and I see it moving in through and around the totality um, of your head and brow area. It's it's further expanding your understanding, um, and I'm calling in divine um, divine connection to the self, divine power and self it, it, which carries the self empowerment aspect and divine power i don't want anyone to be confused it's not like the negative sense of power that we often think of divine power is connecting us to that purity and purest most perfect and most potent point of power that pure soul essence that we carry and so that divine power and it's interesting when i explained it, I saw the connection happening for Kevin and for others in a very substantial way. It allows us to tune into, to connect with, to utilize, and to materialize that divine pure soul essence power in our life pattern in a much more substantial way. It's beautiful. I see it pumping into your beingness. I see it moving down it's it's even helping to clear some more patterns out of the root chakra area um yeah i feel it's like clearing the whole digestive tract it's just moving that that some blocked areas in the root chakra and um wow there's a lot of clearing going on there. I'm not getting specifics, but it was definitely something to do with blocks of your material good, blocks of material uh, financial good. I want everyone to see that light moving in through and around the totality of their beingness. I want to call in divine material balance. This is a very powerful energy, and I'm going to take it one step for further. I want you, Kevin, and all the listeners to project into the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. This is the site of that divine material balance, and you simply do it by thinking the thoughts. I project into, very simple, I project into the pure soul essence of the planet Earth, and I want to create a symbolic anchor there for, for Kevin and for all of us Remember, this is an energy that not only brings our financial balance into the picture, it helps us materialize at every level the purity and perfection and the balance and the harmony of who we truly are in all arenas of our life pattern. It is a beautiful energy and it is going to help us in all arenas. And when I use the term anchor, sometimes there's a resistance because you feel like the anchor is going to hold you stuck, you know, because sometimes I use it in that way. But it's an energetic anchor. It is flexible. It is not holding us stuck. It is holding us in a place where we can access that divine material balance 
24-7 and allows the flow to come in. And I want you to feel, and I'm seeing the flow move up from the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. It's also moving down from the originating source, and it's also active within our own and Kevin's own pure soul essence. And it's... um, it's like it's just reverberating throughout the beingness. It's pulsing and permeating, enhancing and accelerating the movement forward, the moving, movement into financial balance. I now feel very strongly that we've done enough work for Kevin. He's almost again in a state of stun just pulsing with the energy. I hope all the listeners also get are feeling that way. Remembering that you can listen to this healing again on the archive show, um, and you can do the healing again and again. You can pause it also. Pause it, and then if other things come up for you, because there are many, the for example, it didn't come up for Kevin, but there's the I can't afford thing. Now, we've how often has that little statement come out of our mouths in some different times and situations? That's whatever you think of, pause and just start working on I can't afford because every time we think that thought, we are putting this cap on our financial expansion. Now, I don't want anyone to judge yourself or think, oh, I can never, ever think that. I'm thinking so negatively. And, you know, thinking like that is not a cause to berate yourself or anyone else. I just bring it to your attention so that when you're neutralizing, you go in and you start to neutralize that statement and all that it means for you. And remember that even if we never, ever think I can't afford again, We have so much self-discipline, guys. We never, ever think that again. It doesn't do anything for the thought energies, the energy identities, the thought forms that we carry from the the prior time in our lives, this life, and all the other lives. So just not thinking it again is not going to fix it. We have to neutralize those negatives. Not thinking it again certainly doesn't it helps because it doesn't empower anymore what we carry but just remember of all those so many thousands and thousands and eons of lifetimes of course we already carry this huge belief system that we can't afford so it didn't come up from kevin but this is some way that kevin and also others can absolutely go in and start to work on as well because we all have Oh, yikes, I can't believe this. This is too funny. I hope I'm still... Yes, I am. I'm sorry, folks, but the Skype didn't work for Blog Talk Radio today, so I'm on my phone, and now I'm getting a call. (laughs) It's a phone line that I don't give out to anyone, but oh, my gosh. Um, So I'm sorry if it dings at you. I I won't answer it. But anyway... um, the healing is basically done, and I'm going to get to Ursula, and I don't know where I was at the moment. 
when that phone thing, because I was in a state of shock. Um, I'm still not that tech savvy, so I apologize to the listeners. But anyway, I am going to... I just hope that everyone got something out of it before I moved to Ursula, and please understand that you there is much more under there that we all... Um, we all carry. I'll, I'll just quickly mention one very briefly. I had one that I that it came up for me that having money made me a target because I had a lifetime where someone was after me for my money and when he figured out that I happened to be female in that life also, but when he figured out that he couldn't have my money, he killed me off, tried to take it a different way. So guess what, folks? Who knew? I never thought that I believed that. It was hundreds if not thousands of years ago this lifetime. Maybe it was eons ago. I don't really know. But what I can tell you is we don't know all the things we, can, we might carry. So if you're reading a book and that issue comes up in the book or you hear it in a song, you know, somebody's just after me for my money, go ahead and neutralize that because it might have developed a decision on your part well, I don't want to have money, therefore, because I don't want to be killed off or I don't want to be cared about simply for my, for my money. So we, we need to neutralize a lot of different aspects about material good, even though this healing didn't go into every single one. Please understand there's much more that we can work on, and uh, so I encourage Kevin and everybody else to do so. Anyway, meanwhile, I'm going to talk to Ursula. So, Ursula, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, great. I <laughs> thank you again for waiting, and I hope that you um, I hope that you went along with the healing and that you got got something from it. Absolutely. I I just feel much lighter around my stomach area. It really was a good. I I enjoyed it. I really got into it, and and oh, died wonderful. with you. <laughs> I'm so glad. I know. I could feel it, too. And and Kevin did a great job. He just was releasing a lot. And uh, he was ready. You know, he was ready and he reached out. And that's, you know, everybody's timing is their timing. And so I'm just really, I'm really glad. Anyway, so what is going on with you, lady? Okay. My question is about my sisters. Um, The relationship with my two sisters has deteriorated. Um, We don't speak much anymore, and I also don't feel like reaching out much. So this has been going on for a couple of years now. And I know I did have a pattern before about um, taking on the mother role, which I gave up, basically, and maybe that's part of it. But I feel like there's another thing going on this about this silence between um, my sisters and I. So I don't know if you can see what, what might be the cause of that um, or the pattern I, I, I carry still around. That's, I will definitely go in and see what I can find. Um, but this is a really good issue. But let me just ask a question or two because I'm just curious. Um, are you older? Are you the older yes. sister? Yes, I'm the oldest, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So maybe the mother role played out, and um, but now you're not taking on the mother role. Are are they are they both adults or or either one yes. of them? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're okay. pretty close in years, so they're, they're both adults. Yeah. Okay. And but you yet you you know you're recognizing that something isn't right, but you're not feeling this great 
urge to connect with them, it sounds like. Is that what you were saying? Yes, that's right. But still kind of like it's bothering me that we have this, we didn't part in very good ways, and so kind of like it's still bothering a bit that we don't have this kind of relationship anymore as we used to have in the past, and, and but then also my hesitation to do anything about it uh, is also kind of like puzzling me. Um, yeah. Well, this is this is confusing for sure, and, and yet I think a lot of the listeners too, I mean, I can relate it to something in my own life. It didn't play out exactly the same, but there's enough similarities. I think a lot of people would benefit from this because if it isn't a relationship with the siblings it could be relationship with friends or or parents or aunts and uncles or grandparents or children or whatever so this is a great pattern and i'm really thrilled you called in and i want to definitely try to help you with it now i want to just say that when i do the healings and when we're working on you it the, the outcome or the shift as a result of the healing, may not be that suddenly you're back in touch again. Mm-hmm. It may mm-hmm. be that it just makes it easier for you to accept the disconnection. Yeah. I, Even if you said to me what it was you wanted, I could not do a healing to force that issue. In other words... There's no trespass here. I can, we, you know, using these divine energies, it's only in the highest ideal for you. And the, there are other parties involved. So you may feel whatever you feel, but it doesn't necessarily mean that whatever you want or you insist upon, if you did insist, which you're not, <laughs> was going to happen. You know, um, it's always in your highest ideal. And so I want to make that clear because. I don't know where the shifts are going to be, and I've had enough experience over doing this work to know. I mean, for example, someone came to me once. This was a long time ago, and I didn't understand as much as I did now. I knew that I couldn't force it, and I did tell her that, but when I, she came to me because she had an opportunity for a job that she really wanted. She just really wanted it. And it was a new arena, different different type of career completely and she just was so excited I sh- you know she just thought wow well we worked on her not only did she not get that job but she got she got a job in the current type of career but it turned out to be so fabulous the job she actually got that she realized that it had worked in her highest ideal if you see what I'm saying yes. so but she was really insistent, and luckily she knew that I couldn't push it. I couldn't force anything, and so I, I. And then I've since had many other experiences, many other situations where sometimes people are just wishing really hard, and they don't get it. And then either they blame themselves, or they think it didn't work, or whatever. And so they're just sometimes. Um, that can be an issue. That's why I just mention it also for the other listeners, just for them to understand that what I'm going to do is, is going to work for you because there's a discomfort there, and that's really what I'm going to tackle, and we'll see what comes up, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right, lady. Um, so I want you to, you know the drill, and we've already been amalgamated. I'm just going to reiterate the the amalgamation, I want you to refocus.
focus on the that pure celestial light that we have. And by that focus, we've basically we're unleashing the potential of this energy. And a symbol I used to use, and it's coming up for me again, I think it's important, is even though I'm using the power of the sun, I used to use the symbol of the lake behind a dam as being the pure soul essence. When the dam is there, it creates this lake, this beautiful lake, and it just sits there as potential energy. But when we open the sluice gates, when we open that the, the dam, which is what we're doing when we focus on that pure soul essence, the water pours through the gates. And not only does it generate millions of kilowatts or whatever of electricity, but it also provides the lifeblood to the communities of all levels from you know, bugs and plants and animals and humans, everything in below it. And that's the kind of potential we're talking about here with that pure soul essence. So again, activate that beautiful sunlight within and become aware of the conglomerate amalgamation with the higher selves and also with the higher selves of any other um, any others that are present I call in the higher selves from other realms and directions to join with us today, and there's a tremendous amount of energy present here. The higher selves are being very supportive of this radio show. I'm appreciative. <coughs> and also we're focusing on that incredibly, that eternal connection and opening that eternal connection between ourselves and the originating source, and we're focusing on the bringing in of the limitless, infinite resources to the to us at the very highest level. And I'm now focusing, give me just a few moments. Unfortunately, it just takes me a few moments to key in. And I am seeing sort of an interesting picture. I'm not sure where it's going to lead me. I see you kind of standing in the center and your two sisters um, almost like two spokes on a wheel. It's almost like they're they're moving around you and I have no idea what this symbol means at the moment. But there is still a connection there. There's still a connection but um, Come on, higher selves. What the heck? I, because I'm not getting anything right at the moment, exactly what it is. I want to just begin to release, to begin to release the discomfort that you have. Oh, okay, now I'm beginning to, okay, I'm beginning to see what it is. Thank you. Uh, I want you to release the, the discomfort, the discomfort that you're having related to the relationship with your sisters, the discomfort you're having with the how you left it, the discord that the, the uh, whatever the words that were spoken, the there's some self-blame here. There is uh, a feeling like you could have, should have done more. The there's a sense of responsibility here, a very big sense of responsibility that absolutely um, 
you've taken on way more responsibility for them, and it's not just for them. This is a, a sense of responsibility that I see that you carry in general, where um, coming from the heart, coming from want to help, come, wanting to help others, coming from <coughs> many different directions, there has developed over time a sense of responsibility that is like a hook that if someone needs help, if someone needs is not as doesn't have as much as you or doesn't understand as much as you or doesn't seem to have the support that that they need, there is a tendency for you to get hooked in. It's probably part of that mother pattern. It played out as the mother pattern. Um, and But it is... It is part of what's operating here. And what I see now, those two spokes of the wheel, it's as if the, you know, how the spokes of a wheel are connected to the center axle. It's as if you're standing in the center and there's these hooks. And it's not just the responsibility. It's not just the mother role, but there's this connecting link. It's hooked. They, they're not free to go. In other words, they aren't yet independent of you and you're not yet independent of, of them. There's still this tie here that holds it like the spokes of the wheel and the the rim of the wheel is still in existence. It's still holding the it's still holding and the the issue is not that you want to necessarily get rid of them. It is not that. It's that it's being held in a pattern that is not free. Each of you is not really free because the connections are from the hooks. So what we want to do is we want to release the 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 sense of over responsibility, the sense of um, having to to be there for others, taking on the role of whether it's the mother or taking on the role of the fixer or the the helper or the Oh my gosh, this is really, it's a big pattern and it's part of your self-identity of feeling good about yourself. You you do help others. You are one that has a big heart that wants to help others and I want to be very clear when you release this, it doesn't mean you're going to start walking away and not helping. What it does is it releases the hook where it's an automatic knee-jerk reaction and it ties you, the helper, to the helpee. In other words, it ties you to others that are not utilizing their own and not developing themselves independently in a way because they are tied to a helper. And this is how we we have hooks with people. And this is just one of the many arenas that we have. There is no criticism or judgment here at all. Everything is co-created. So your sisters and you have all co-created this situation. You've become more actively aware of your pattern because your sisters have agreed to move in as helpies, so to speak. Now, from them, I'm sensing this anger. that they, They're not as aware of things, perhaps, that you are, but they are... They've, they've have anger triggered because they feel your 
disconnection as a betrayal. They feel it as um, abandonment. They feel it as they're like victims and how dare you. And they may not voice it, but there is some real uh, issues here. But really the anger comes because they feel helpless. They are not aware that they are their own directing identities and they can help themselves. And so they, so where we go when we're in that position, we go to blame. We go to blaming someone else simply because we don't understand. And they also have generated for them anger. There is definitely hurt here and anger. So, and, and, and of course, you also have are carrying some blame and some um, some self-blame because there's a part of you that feels, even though you have made some steps, you have gotten some awareness about the mother pattern and you've walked away, there's a part of you that still feels, because you have this self-identity, that that's part of the goodness of who you are, that by walking away, there's this other part of you that is saying, you're a bad person, okay? You're a bad person. So I want you to release that pain, and that's painful for you. That's upsetting to you, and that's a self-judgment that you're putting on yourself. You may not realize it, but it is there because it comes from other lives, other experiences. Maybe early in this lifetime, you've gotten the blame from those you've walked away from. Maybe your sisters or one of them have said something to you. So it's based on very real feedback, so to speak, that you then also have taken in. And so, and it's painful. There's a lot of pain here. There's a lot of hurt and, and sorrow and wounds. And you feel almost between a rock and a hard place. There's this, this belief system on the one hand, and boy, I can relate to the rock and the hard place. It's, it's because we believe in the either or, because we see it as the either or. There's a part of you that feels you, you become aware of this pattern in some fashion, and so you feel like you see how it is not uh, in your highest ideal. So you've walked away from it in whatever way you've walked away from it. You've handled it in whatever way. But this other part that feels like, okay, well, that means you're a bad person. That means that you've abandoned somebody or you've betrayed them or whatever, and you've got this self-criticism going. So the only way you think to be good is to go back into that old role, but that old role, hello, you've decided really isn't balanced and healthy for you. So where do you go with that? And there's this, just this real frustration and confusion and this unknowingness, but where can you go with that? Where... You, 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 either neither camp works, neither camp is fulfilling, neither camp makes it makes you feel right. And what I want you to do first is to simply release these belief systems, these ideas that it's got to be either or, and that the polarity is is so common in this human kingdom. We go to that right, wrong, good, bad type of scenario over and over again and it just creates this seesaw effect where we try one then we that doesn't work we try another and i want you to release it and what instead i want to call in this divine insight again this this um 
expanded understanding and expanded perception, this clarity of vision. And I want you to uh, move into, if you can visualize um, it like almost maybe like a seesaw going back and forth, and it's either you're up on one side, then you're down on the other. And if you're up on the other side, you're down on the, the, the opposite side. I want you to stand right on the fulcrum of that seesaw, and that's where you're going to see the bigger picture. And I want to call in the divine understanding, the divine expansion of viewpoint, and the divine acceptance that there is another way. And as you're calling in those energies, I want you to to have them completely uh, encase the two sides of you that are that are on the either side of the, the the seesaw, and I want that light to just bathe and permeate the these two sides and watch. I want you to watch as your light is dissolving these belief systems. You can see it also as just you're letting it go. I'm just using a different symbol. You can release it outward into your light, but I'm seeing some powerful work here. And as a result, what I'm seeing is that the the more of the understanding is moving in that you each of you are your own directing identities and that you have choice to help whether it's your sister or or any your sisters or anyone else that you um, you don't have that hook so that wheel I'm seeing where you're standing in the center now I'm seeing that the the bones of the wheel the the rim and the the um, spokes are dissolving away and your two sisters are standing on their own, and you're standing there also, but there's none of these hooks um, connecting the, the three of you. It's the hooks are, or the spokes and the rim are dissolving so that instead you are standing there as individuals and you, I'm only working on you. I'm having the higher self come in to, to help your sisters as well because we want the healing is to also help them. And in fact, they are being helped. They aren't going to have the value of the conscious help that you have but and the fo- focus, but they are getting some benefit here. And I see them also doing some releasing as we go. But I'm also, but my main focus is on you and I want to call in divine connection and divine independence and divine self-actualization or something along those lines where you are releasing and neutralizing the hooks and they're literally just pulling out of you and I want to call in divine love and divine forgiveness and I want to address and divine acceptance I want you to address that for yourself to um I also want to call in, before I get to that, divine gratitude, because 
you, what you are doing is you're neutralizing a part of yourself that you've had for a long time, and that's that self-identity, that you're the helper, the fixer, the quote-unquote, the mother, the, the one that is there for others. And that self-identity has really been very powerful for you. It has helped you in this life and in many lives, for you felt good about yourself, you felt that you had worth and value. So there's a lot of value and worth around that. So I want you to first send in this appreciation for yourself, the appreciation for this self-identity that has helped you. However, the downside, so to speak, the, the part of it that is why we want to neutralize it is that it had these hooks and there were many times where you sacrificed yourself, where you did for others at the expense of yourself, where you um, helped others even that didn't deserve to be helped for some reason, but you felt obligated from within, even if they, they it would have been maybe perhaps in the highest ideal for them uh, or looking at it from the highest viewpoint, that in some way helping them could be like enabling. We've all learned about enabling addicts and how it doesn't help. And so there are some sides to this pattern that um, also bring the self-judgment and the self-sacrifice and the self-criticism. And so that's why we want to neutralize it, because we always want to bring these kind of things into a state of balance, where we give what we can give without sacrificing ourselves, where we can be discerning about um, what we do for others, and that we allow ourselves to be self-fulfilled and self-actualized and self-appreciative and self-loving so that we aren't building value for ourselves by our actions, but simply for our beingness. So that's, it's, it's a confusing issue because our actions have brought us value, and it doesn't mean you don't have value because you did those, that action. It doesn't discount or erase the value that you or anyone else has. But what we want to do is bring ourselves to valuing ourselves simply because we are. And I want to call in that divine value, that divine worth, and I, divine love, and just have it permeate your beingness and there's a lot of confusion and hurt and pain coming up from your heart chakra and the whole heart center even out of your throat somehow it is part of the expression or lack thereof that's going on between you and your sisters there is definitely uh, a lot of reverberation around this whole pattern that it's affected you in many ways including speaking out for speaking up for yourself, communicating. There's um, confusion and misunderstandings galore around the communication issue, and I just feel stuff pouring out. I want to call out to, again, miscommunication patterns, misunderstandings, the feelings that that to speak up for yourself, if you, if you speak your truth or you speak your 
mind or you speak up for yourself that somehow that means you're going to be truth bashing or you're going to necessarily hurt someone. And what we do is we clamp down and we hold in and we just don't want to speak out. We don't want to communicate. We have this reticence to open up that whole can of worms again because it can be painful, it can be upsetting. Maybe we're going to do or say the wrong thing. And there, so I want you to release all the reticence because, and the reluctance because it's definitely built on misunderstandings and confusion about communication. Again, it's that either or. And um, just a lot of stuff has built up over over time around it, this this dimming of your own voice, this shutting off of your own voice, and or the voice comes out, playing out through the role of the fixer or the mother or the caregiver or the the helper, um, whatever, and I'm just using sort of these common terms, but it can play out in its own unique way in your life. But what I'm what I'm feeling is that this, I think, too, there's a concern that the words will play out in that way, that somehow you don't want to be patronizing, you don't want to be motherly, you don't want to be um, somehow the one with all the answers as the solutions because you're worried that you don't have all the answers as solutions. You don't want to play that role. You don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to be hurtful. You don't want this difficult role because it is difficult. And so what we do is we tend to shrink away. We tend to back off. We tend to um, avoid. And it's no wonder because there have been very real experiences so often that we've built these really real reasons in our mind to avoid, but we don't have to avoid. What we can do is shift and change the nature of the pattern itself, neutralize, which is what you're doing, neutralize these misunderstandings, the false beliefs, all these little prisons, all these rungs on the mouse wheel that have held us in place, uh, held you in the place, and you're unhappy with this wheel, you want to move off it, let's neutralize these misunderstandings and all of the, the, the different building blocks, the foundations, the conditioning that we've had, real conditioning, but it was conditioning based on a limited understanding. We didn't have the benefit of all that we know and understand now in this world, in this life, here on this planet. We were, for the most part, in a very limited frequencies of thought and and understanding and viewpoint. So uh, I'm still feeling Ursula. I'm still feeling stuff coming out. There's just a lot of pain and suffering and grief, sadness and despair coming out. These are very common for just about any pattern, and so I might be a broken record, but because I, I, it comes up for me for almost everyone, but so much of what we experience is painful, either physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, psychological pain, or all of the above, and it sometimes feels like a bottomless pit. So I want to go back to this pit and ask that this light, I want the light to move in through and around this pit and literally help push it 
up and out. I'm setting up a symbolic vacuum outside of the heart center. It's a vacuum of your own light, and it's just got a million, billion, trillion BTUs, and it's sucking out some of that pain. It's just to help both from pushing from within and pulling from without. And as it comes into this symbolic vacuum, it's filling up the bag, and boy, the bag is just growing. It's energetic, so the bag is just growing so big. It's just growing and bigger and bigger it's just you're just letting go so much pain that has been part and parcel of this pattern that you've carried and the experiences that you've had the it comes from so many arenas ones i've spoken from and ones that are known and unknown conscious and unconscious we aren't just pulling up pain of the few things i've mentioned but today or that you're aware of or from this life's experiences, we're pulling up so much more, some of it you're conscious of, so much more you're unconscious of. And so it's just having this heyday, this suction is just pulling out so much. And it's almost like, you know, how a clown can pull out the scarves and the scarves just never seem to end. They just are all knotted together, all tied together. Well, I'm seeing it not as scarves because that connotes beautiful, colorful stuff, but I'm seeing it almost like dark black sausages or tubing of some sort tied together and it just seems endless and endless and endless and I want you to just picture this coming out and you're just pulling it out you can even use your hands symbolically to to or physically actually to pull it out just to help you move that symbol along and it just finally just now is beginning to slow a little bit um, I don't know that we've gotten it all because we just carry so much, but I feel like it's maybe all that you can handle in one go. In a way, this misery has been your friend. I hate to use that word, but in fact, we get so used to these things that they become the... It's almost like a foundation that we're used to, so used to, that, and all of our coping Styles, all of our patterns, all of our self-identities have evolved from that misery, from that pain, from those misunderstandings. And so it's almost if you give, if, if at the soul level we give up too much of that foundation, we're afraid that our whole, everything is going to crumble. So we give up the, the parts of the foundation that we can at the moment in time. So you, you, I feel it slowing. I definitely feel more there. I encourage you to continue to work um, afterward, but I'm calling in before we finish, I'm calling in the divine love and the divine forgiveness because some of this involves the need to forgive the self, the need to accept, divine acceptance, the need to love the self for simply who you are. For you are an expression of the originating source of all there is. Just as every cell in our body is an expression of our DNA that we've gotten from the parents. And every cell is equal to every other cell. And every cell carries the totality of the double helix of the DNA. 
even though it may be manifesting as a skin cell or a blood cell, it carries the totality of the double helix. In the same way, we all are equal. We all carry the totality of the pure soul essence, whether we are a grain of sand or a plant or any other type of animal or a an evolved being that is so far beyond our comprehension that we can't even imagine it. So we are all equal. There is no one better than anyone else. And I want you to call in that divine acceptance and divine connection to that beautiful beingness, that beautiful pure soul essence of who you are. And just love that and be that, feel it, experience it as best you can. And if you can't feel it, just either imagine it or say, I am my pure soul essence. I am the purity and perfection, the balance, the harmony, the totality of all there is the originating source of all there is. Wow. And with that, the healing is done. Um, I forgot to put you on mute, but I didn't hear anything. Yes, I'm still here. Thank you. Thank you very much, Janet. It was powerful. Thank you. I have to say, that was really cool. Because I've worked on that pattern before, but in different ways and different directions. But what came up this time was really this emphasis on loving yourself for who you are, just for being, not for anything that you do. And I've even taught that in different ways. But there was some connection, some depth to it for you that was so exciting. I really, I was excited for you. Um, Yikes. <laughs> Yay! And I'm excited for all the other listeners because it's so important. So I thank you for giving me the opportunity for tuning into that at a, such a deep level and to sharing that for others at such a deep level. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is there anything else maybe or any other? No, I, I just, I'm, I'm taking it all still in. It was great. Thank you so much. Really, it was was very much to the point. All you said rang very much true. And so that's good. That's really good. I felt like something has lifted or shifted. Thank you. Oh, I felt that too. You did a really good job. Um, Every once in a while there'd be a slowdown and then all of a sudden it would just like speed up again. And I just felt like you did a lot. And I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And uh, I'm glad you called. I really, I'm really glad. Did you tell me you were going to call in? I can't remember now. Uh, I'm not sure if I have, maybe I had it in the back of my mind. I just did it spontaneously after I received a reminder email yesterday. Oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah. I didn't remember that you had, but I never can tell whether it's just it's you know. Oh no, I nev- never had. No, that's the first time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I never had called in before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, Ursula, um, 
Thank you so much. And, of course, email me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Or if you have my personal email already, um, go ahead and use that one. And, you know, if you have any questions or comments or feedback or freakouts, you know, <laughs> go ahead and email <laughs> Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Goodbye, Janet. Oh, Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> and I'm going to put you on mute again. Yes, thank you. Okay, guys. Um, Wow, two really great healing sessions. I hope everybody got some benefit. And I encourage you to let anybody else that you know that could get benefit from this situation, um, from either one of these healings, I encourage you to let them know. And remember, they are posted. Now, this one won't be posted probably until tomorrow. Sometimes there's a delay because um, they just don't get up right away. It's my assistant that does it knows how to do all of that, so she does it when she comes in. And uh, But in any case, it will be up, and so I encourage you to listen again. Do the healings as many times as you feel to, because just like with Ursula, we don't release everything all at once. We release those layers of the onion, as most of you are aware. Anyway, I am think I'm just... I did have something else to talk about, but because... I just never know if someone's going to call in. I don't, I'm never sure. So I had brought something else to discuss, but I'm going to wind it down. I think those two were so powerful. I'm like in la-la land just from the energy. So I want to thank everyone for listening, and thanks for being in it with me. And, again, tune into my website, JanetRichmond.com. Email me. Janet at JanetRichmond.com. You can also call in uh, or, you know, in another week, you can email me if you have an issue you want me to work on like Kevin did. And there's a lot of stuff on my, a lot of stuff on my website, guys. I give a lot of help for everyone. It's mostly for free. I advertise a few things like my book and stuff for a price, but it just, I really, it's important that it gets out there and I want to facilitate it for everyone as best I can. So thanks for being part of that process and I learn as I go. I get the benefit too and I just hope everyone will tune in again and all the best until next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.